Okay, I see that you have a good appetite and your weight is fine. Now, let's check and see if you are getting enough nutrients. Um, but I'm not hungry. Exactly. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into something that is very, very, very important to your health, your wealth, and your wisdom, and that is to stay hungry. I'll see you then. The wisdom smack came for me when I was working as a chaplain in a hospital years and years ago during one of my internships for uh, a grad program. And the doctor came in and he was doing a workup and the family had asked me to come and talk with uh, their elderly parent. And I was working in the oncology ward and that's the fancy name for the cancer ward. And when the doctor got done, um, I was, you know, done myself. And they were like, well, you know, we'll definitely uh, talk to, you know, our parent. And as I left, I got a chance to talk to the doctor. The doctor was fairly young. And I was like, well, I've been hearing you ask all of these patients about their hunger levels and checking for their no nutritionals. And he just simply looked at me and he said, you know, that is one of the fastest indicators of a decline in health. And he said, I, I need you to understand something. And that is that all hungry people or for a long period of time, sustained hunger will make you malnourished, but not all malnourished people are hungry. And I was like, hmm. Huh? And so over the years, I've actually started to get a better understanding of it and the wisdom behind that. And so today I want to ask you, um, are you satiated, but you know that there is a longing or a hunger deep within for more? And I would dare to say that if you really look at it, I don't care if you just got through eating a huge meal, there's probably going to be a yes in there. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I'm a grazer. I, I have to admit that. And that is an, another reason why I try very hard to stick to an eating window um, or I'll graze all day, all day without stop. And I finally realized and put two and two together that my grazing uh, was directly correlated to my hunger for more, my hunger to live, to thrive and to survive and all of that. And, and so I started hearing uh, stuff um, along these lines uh, from the music community, especially the rap community. Now, I'm not a, I don't listen to a lot of rap, but I am familiar with the culture. And one of the things that they tout is to stay hungry. And they got it from um, those in uh, very aggressive fields, whether it be in uh, sports or in finance. But the concept to stay hungry is not just for the alphas of, of our, our tribes. It's for all of us. And so today I just really kind of want to talk to you about some wisdom smacks on why you need to stay hungry and how that will help you to find uh, a more fulfilling state of being. Now, you would think to stay hungry, to always be hungry, would be um, the least that you would want to do. And I'm going to say this. When people 
are full, they are uncomfortable. Let's just be honest. Have you ever overeaten and your stomach feels like it's going to pop? It makes your clothes uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable. And yet, and still, that's what a lot of people tend to do. They tend to eat or consume to the uncomfortable feeling of fullness. And I'm going to put a hypothesis out here because I am nobody's uh, dietitian or doctor. So that's my disclaimer, y'all. But what I'm going to say is, as a therapist, that a lot of times when people are putting forth that uh, need for complete satiation, where, I mean, you just eat yourself into a food coma and you are just you, you can't move anymore. When your satiety and your con, uh, satisfaction is done to excess, that kind of sort of can let you know that you're trying to fulfill something with food. And yes, that does go with emotional eating and all that other stuff. But guess what? As in wisdom, it's the same thing. And so when I'm talking about staying hungry today, yes, we may have talked about the food and the situations around food and, and nourishment, but it's all, it's, it's all part of how we're made up where we have these mirror systems. And I'm going to be talking about the mirror as well, not today, but in another podcast. And so your physical food hunger is usually going to be a really good indicator of the mirror image of your um, emotional, physical, spiritual, elemental. And when I say elemental, I'm talking about that soulish part of you that gives you the life spark that keeps you alive in your body. And for me, I started getting this wisdom smack that the more I stayed hungry in a healthy way, that was the indicator that I needed to know that. My death advisor, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about with the death, death advisor, that my death advisor had not touched me yet, that I was not dead yet. And so I want to ask you this question, because this is where I had to start, to start growing myself to stay hungry in a great way instead of in a way that kept me on this loop where I was never getting anywhere. And the question is, are you still eating like a kid? I mean, let's just even talk about it from a physical standpoint. Do you still have a diet that maybe only consists of cereal and chicken fingers? Are you the person who you're very finicky and you won't eat vegetables, you won't eat this, you won't eat that? Let that marinate for a minute. Are, are you still maybe even doing the things? And when I say doing the things, anything, e including eating, are you still doing the things that you did as a, if you're an adult, a teenager or an adolescent? When I put those questions out to you, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that no, that's not me. And yet and still, this is what we do when we uh, look at our lives. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, and I hope you have, and thank you if you have, uh, you'll notice that we've been talking a lot about purpose and uh, ambition and drive and those types of things uh, from the little wisdoms that wisdom would want to give us. And today is no different. And so when I'm talking about these things and asking you these questions, it's a setup. It really is. And the reason why it's a setup is because the wisdom smack for me was that I had to up my uh, 
collection of uh, foods that I would get so that I could continue to survive. And once I started expanding, well, first, you know, it started natural, physical, meaning the foods I took in. Once I started exploring with different types of foods and varieties, um, I found that I would get a pleasant satiety, but it was pleasant because it was on a cycle that was healthier, meaning that I felt full or not full, but I felt, you know, sated from my hunger. And then it did its job. And then it would gently tell me it's time to eat again. And so what I started doing with my food was what was needed for my soul. And I made the jump because wisdom was like, this is a wisdom smack. I need you to understand that. (laughs) And so, as I said before, I uh, tend to do some intermittent fasting where I will eat within a, 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 I call them a food window. And learning to do the intermittent fasting, that meant that I had to consciously make decisions on how to put the most healthy options in there that were not only going to make me feel full, but were also going to uh, taste well and give me the greatest nutritional hits I could get. And I'm going to tell you, once you start being conscious of uh, your hunger levels, what you eat, how you feel uh, sated, uh, how long it takes for you to get hungry again, all of this kind of stuff, it is an awakening experience because that food, when I tell you food is medicine, food is not only medicine to your mortal body, but food is also medicine to that uh, incorporeal part of you that we might sometimes call our soul and spirit. And with me starting to do that a few years ago, I started learning things about what it truly meant for me. And now that I'm sharing for you on the wisdom side of what it means to stay hungry. Now, thank you so much for letting me uh, tell you that part. So you know how we do here. We're going to get into some nitty gritties. I'm going to give you some things and uh, let you go. So when we talk about staying hungry, I want you to understand that a healthy appetite equals a healthy life. And that is across the board, whether it is for your body, your soul, your spirit, your mind or whatever. And I want to put this to you. And that is that masters, anyone who has gotten to a mastery level in any area of their life, they even know that to stay in their mastery, they must stay hungry. They must stay hungry. Don't believe me? Case in point, I'm going to pull up um, a, I'm going not a pull up, I'm going to use an example. Michelangelo uh, from uh, um, the uh, Italian Renaissance, great uh, producer, if you will. But yet and still, they talked about Michelangelo's demeanor. They said he was cratchety, mean, and all of that. And it says because he was never settled on just resting on his laurels to the point where he would push himself and his uh, apprentices and his uh, helpers, especially when he was taking on large projects like the Sistine Chapel and those, he was pushing himself. Even though he was a known master, he was pushing himself to always do more, try more. He was never content. Uh, Let me uh, skip on over. You can say the same thing about Da Vinci. Let me skip over to a contemporary, uh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is known for saying that they are insanely um, 
interested in the customer. And he describes the customer as being um, predictably irrational when it comes to their desires. He says that the customers, they're never satisfied. And because of that, he and his company are set up to chase after that, to always be there fulfilling what their capricious natures, being the customer, wants next. And I was like, he has tapped into what it means to stay hungry and not only tapped into it, but um, profited off of it greatly such that he has become, at this particular time of recording, the wealthiest man in the world. And so it's like wisdom always says, my clues are all around you, Michelle, if you would just look. And so one of the things that I had to realize was my food intake when I was not willing to try this or try that, you know, now I will tell you, there are some things I have tried that I knew I didn't like, and I still don't like them. But <laughs> being willing to expand and explore meant that I was activating the healthy side of myself that has that voraciousness about going after learning, after experience, and after things that keep me moving. And I remembered that doctor and I, I remember the reason why he, he stuck out to me uh, from the A part is not only that he was young, but he had quickly gained a reputation for being very good with um, his patients, uh, having very good rates of survival. And even at that time, uh, it was important for me to learn everything I could. You see, I was there as a chaplain, but I was interested in the medicine. And I mean... rightfully so, I had changed my major from being uh, uh, from pre-med to something else. But still, I was still intrigued. And I learned a lot from that from that young man at the time. And, and, you know, we would go on to learn that he was right, you know, and he was interested as a doctor in nutrition as much as now they're saying it is uh, mandatory that doctors know more about nutrition even so, uh, that they need to put that right up there with the medicines that they, you know, prescribe. And so I was like, this is just a, um, a powerful thing that a lot of us take for granted or a lot of us say, oh, that's for the ambitious, that's for the young. And that's not the case. Um, you have to understand that your life is always requiring better and more robust nutrition from you. And even if the, you know, I know I'm using the masters to show how they stay hungry, but I do want to tell you that, do you realize a big indicator of your death and decline is in your loss of appetite or in your nutritional value of the food you take in? Yeah. Even the Bible, Apostle Paul talked about when I was a child, I did childish things. But now that I'm an adult, I've put away childish things. And that question that I ask you, are you still eating and doing things like a kid? I ask you that because for a lot of us, a lot of people are walking around. You could even be obese, not only in in girth in your body, but in obesity in your your soul or spirit and still be undernourished or even malnourished. You know, malnutrition is insidious because every person who is hungry for a sustained amount of time is malnourished. 
but not every malnourished person is hungry. And what, what the wisdom smack of staying hungry is to combat the eternal malnourishment of people's lives and souls where they're constantly eating, but they're never getting the nutrients and the values that they need. And they're, they're sticking to the same old, same old. I had someone one time that was telling me, oh, I lost all this weight. And I was like, oh, great. Well, what did you do? And they said, well, I was on this. And they, they named the particular diet. And I just asked them, I said, have you ever eaten that before? They were like, no. And I went on to learn that they came, you know, came back and said, well, I put the weight back on. And I was like, well, that's what normally happens when you when you can't sustain the way you're eating. And they said, yeah, I think it was because I had changed up what I was eating that I got, you know, the results. And my question was, well, why didn't you continue to change up what you were eating? And she just laughed and said, you know, I know what I like and old habits are hard to break. And so I say that to say that with staying hungry, you cannot entertain old habits of just eating the same old, same old. Uh, now, one of the indictments I have on the communities that I've talked about, the music community and the creative communities, and they're, they're touting the stay hungry, is I think it needs to be qualified. I think, in, in my humble opinion, that to stay hungry does not mean that you just stay hungry doing the same things, going after the same pursuits. No, I truly believe that to stay hungry means that you expand, explore, and do more. Uh, going back to your Michelangelo's and your Da Vinci's and your Amazon's and Jeff Bezos in their hunger, they don't try to just continue to gobble up the same thing. Their diet is diverse and wide. And there is a lot of wisdom to be unpacked from that. Because if you look, a life well lived is one well explored. A life, uh, that leaves a legacy is one that, uh, was willing to take risk and chances and go off the beaten path. And so because of that, I want to tell you this part too, because wisdom, oh my gosh, when wisdom has her work on you, oh, she will be like, look, and I need you to know this and I need you to go through this and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. And that is that hunger, when you have a continual hunger that is controlled, that is not out of whack, <laughs> that's not out of alignment, it activates this primal desire to not only survive, but the desire is the fuel that ignites your drive to thrive. And to stay hungry means that we continue to advance. We continue to grow and take others with us. Think about the tenacity of inventors who did not give up when the first hundred or so uh, attempts failed, but they kept going. That was that hunger. And because they kept going, they figured it out. And what they figured out, they thankfully passed on to the world to help us. And so to stay hungry is kind of, sort of, I don't want to say kind of, sort of, it's our duty. It really is. It's our duty to not only help ourselves, but help those around us and even those coming after us. And so because hunger activates this, this primal desire and drive to, to survive and thrive, satiety and contentment are treated in a different way. Meaning that you don't try to get to the point of uncomfortable fullness so that you can sit down in a food coma. No, when you have a proper hunger 
for life, for love, for everything that makes us thrive as human beings, your satiation, your contentment is fleeting as it should be. It should be on a cycle where you eat enough to satisfy hunger, but then no more because you want to always teach yourself to stop for a minute, enjoy the fruits of your labor, and then move on. A lot of people want to keep moving. You know, there's this big controversy about the whole idea of retirement. And there are a lot of people that say, we were never meant to have a retirement. We were meant to have a new career in our golden years. And I will say that I am of that camp. I always have been. And when some people say, well, I'm not going to stay on this job all my life. And then, you know, pulling my body off of, you know, from the desk when I'm dead and you don't have to. That to me, and, and this is not me saying I have all the answers, but that to me is an indicative of those people who do not understand the true hunger. They believe that the stuff you ate as a kid, aka the job that you've done for 35 years, is the same stuff that you should be eating now, aka the same job that you've done for 35 years. And they don't understand that the nutritional value to feed your soul is gone. And that is why you are a walking zombie. And that is why you can't, you're, you're malnourished. You're not challenged. You don't have a hunger to thrive because it has become safe and you have become sated and contented to the point of a coma. And so with what we're looking at in today's world, I've talked about adaptability quotients. I've talked about, and, 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 a quick reminder, an adaptability quotient is how fast you can change with the times, how fast you can let go of what you know to go into the unknown. And they are hypothesizing that this is going to be the new IQ and this is going to be the new value that they place at the highest for those people who are going to succeed, thrive, and survive in the future. And recalibrating your hunger so that you Stay hungry in the way that propels you to continue to do new things, to continue to give you um, a, a thriving life is what is required to, to have this. Let's talk really quickly about staying hungry and your purpose. So over the last few days, I've talked about how to update your purpose. I've talked about how to find your purpose. And now today, Staying hungry is how to fuel your purpose. Oh, yes, because most people believe that your purpose is this big summit. And when you get there, you can plant your flag. But nobody ever talks about the descent down. The best climbers choose to take a different route down the mountain so that they can get inspired for their next summit, for their next goal, for their next epitome and epiphany of what they want to do with their lives. And that's what I'm going to say for you. In your quest for finding your purpose, you have to stay hungry. You must. Your very survival and thriving depends on it. Like I said before, your life requires better and more robust nutrition as you progress and go. The mother's milk of your youth, it's not going to sustain you as you become an adult. When we look at what made for a fulfilling life, for a legendary life, for a life full of legacy, we're not going to look at what you necessarily just did that was the same for 50 years. 
we're going to actually look and, you know, that's the reason why I believe people list things out. If your list is one bullet point, that's a, that's just a statement. It's not a um, collection of what you've done. And so you have to, and you want to, you want to continue to stay hungry. You want to have a healthy appetite for a healthy life. And you want to make sure that you're not just eating for the sake of saying this is going to do the job. Now, let me talk really quickly about the efficacy of staying hungry and and what that should look like in your life. I want to give you some practicals because, you know, I'm a practical priestess of wisdom here. When you stay hungry, what that looks like in your life is it looks like a healthy balance between sticking to a goal to completion, enjoying the goal for a moment, and then moving on to the next one. It does not look like frantic, you know, turn, you know, trying one thing after another, nor does it look like the stupor of um, sticking to something past its prime. In other po- podcasts, I've even talked about how people can get frozen and stuck in time during due, uh, due to trauma. And you can a lot of times tell because they wear the same fashion that they wore whenever the trauma hit. Um, whether it be clothing, their hairstyle, their, um, you know, outward show or, or how they look at their world. It's the same thing with what true healthy hunger looks like in our lives, you know? So when you are trying to live this wisdom life, because I'm going to tell you right now in the last few minutes, I have to share with you, I'm going to sacrifice some of that time to say this, that in today's world, they are not looking for someone who is smart, No, you would think so, huh? Nope. They're looking for someone who is wise. Um, Cornel West says it best. He says, in today's world, let let your phone be smart and you be wise. And what that means is, is that wisdom is going to take the facts and the things you know and help you to configure them in ways that unlock new avenues and new heights of understanding so that you can use this to thrive and you can use this to have a vibrant life worth living. Yes, smarts can only get you so far. They are a collection of data and information that you can pull out at will. But what wisdom does with this data is it finds that happy spot between Uh, normalcy and craziness, and it puts you there so that you can explore and do more with what you already know. To me, wisdom is the ultimate when it comes to being efficient. And that's why she loves to live in the practical. You know, think about it. Wisdom says that if you will follow me, I will make sure (laughs) that you are well taken care of. The one thing she does not say is that you need to go and get all of these degrees and all of this knowledge, and then you will qualify to maybe sort of kind of get into my school. No, she just takes whomsoever will. That's why she calls out in the streets and whoever comes, she works with you. And so in today's message, wisdom is saying it is not enough for you to eat like you did as a kid and think that you are satisfied and think that you are satisfying your hunger. She is saying that, no, in today, you are required to seek out the new, to seek out that which your body, mind, and soul requires today. Because a lot of us are walking around as malnourished husk 
of, of who we should be. I really believe that that is in part why the zombie culture thrives so much because it is a mirror reflection of the state of a lot of people's lives. And the walking dead is the person who is not able to take the nourishment that from the foods they are ingesting. And it doesn't matter whether it be food or it be your purpose or it be your desires for your life. You have got, and I say this with all humility, you have got to realize that a healthy appetite means a healthy life. What you do and what you ingest, what you, what you, uh, do in your, in your life that keeps you going should also keep you flowing with good health. If you see this decline, like I said before, the practicality of it, if you see this decline where you're eating, but your body is not taking in the nutrients, that means that you're malnourished and you need to expand on what you are taking in. If you find that you have been in a state of stagnation, you've been moving, but there is no no advancement. You're not doing anything. And for some people, you might only be surviving. You might not be thriving. You might only be stagnant. This applies for you as well. If you are that person with that voracious hunger and you want it all and you want it now, that's good. But with staying hungry, it puts you on a proper and healthy cycle where you eat, you get satisfied, and then you get hungry, and then you eat some more, and you continue to live a life like that where you are able to expand and explore. And thus, you're not a 40-year-old only wanting to live off a of c- uh, cereal and chicken fingers, <laughs> okay? So I know that this one has been kind of like a, huh, that sample, but that is the beauty of true wisdom. She does not require that you do any complex thinking. She just asks you to consider what you already know and make adjustments to it. So guess what? Yep, you guessed it. My time is up and I do want to thank you for yours. Thank you so much. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Thanks so much, you guys, for using our Amazon link when you do your shopping at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.